Center House. Welcome to this episode 134. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up? And we're back again in another week. Uh, okay, so we have a few things to talk about. I know David and Lewis has a few things. We have U.S. Men's National Team. We have Galaxy stuff. I mean, we have a plethora of things. So how do we start this off, guys? What the hell's a plethora? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, we do have a plethora of things to talk about. <laughs> uh, let's let's start off. Let's start off with the with the lightest news of the week, and let's talk about the Wild Boars Soccer Club. You guys might know them as the Thai soccer team. They got rescued out of the the cave. Um, they did their whole like LA tour this week. So they went on Ellen, whereas Latani Ibrahimovic surprised them with a bunch of Galaxy swag jerseys. And uh, I believe Ellen also surprised them with some of the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen. Uh, with <laughs> he also their, gave away tickets for the her, next game. Yeah, well, they gave away tickets to the LAFC game. Um, that's why they didn't mention it by name. Did you notice it? Like in the video, if you, if you look at it, no, she has just like, I didn't generic, like, no, I know it was generic tickets, but I assumed it yeah. was a galaxy game, not a LAFC game. No, it was like jumbo size, like, you know, yeah, MLS VIP. Tickets, yeah, like, like, like fake, fake prices, right stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so they ended up going, they ended up going to the LAFC game and I, I don't know if it's just me. Like, I felt really bad that they that they were trotted out there to to, to go to the LAFC game because, of course, this is on Friday night. Uh, they had to suspend that LAFC game due to the the rain and the thunder and lightning to come down. I mean, these boys were rescued out of a cave where, because of the rain, it flooded too quickly and they were unable to get out. So. Haven't these kids been enough, been through enough? I mean, do you really have to subject them to an LAFC game? In the rain, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I wasn't really saying in the rain. I was just saying LAFC. I mean, come on. They just met Zlatan, for God's sakes. Send them to the Galaxy game. <laughs> Lewis. No, okay. I got nothing. All right. All Lewis right. got nothing. Okay. All right, all right, all right. You know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell listeners. This, isn't, we, this we, isn't the we, LAFC podcast, David. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did not know that. I'll be, huh? I will go now. I'm sorry. All right, let's move on. Let's Who move invited on. this guy? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, we, we, we just got through. Uh, the U.S. national team just finished playing uh, against Peru. Peru. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team versus Colombia. Lewis, I will let you take this one because you, I of course, are on both sides. Yeah, uh, a little bit more toward the United States. But yes, I, yeah. I, I rooting for both of these teams. Um, another meaningless game in this uh, U.S. cash-grabbing game. Uh, you know, soccer tour that they're currently on. Uh, still no permanent head coach, so there's still no direction that this team is going. And uh, they're continuing to uh, play actually very formidable opponents, um, this time against Colombia, where they lost 4-2. to two. Now, this is not the first loss that these kids have suffered um, under Serekin, but I got to say that this is probably that the, the worst that they've looked in all their games. Um, allowing four goals. I think that's the most that they've allowed um, in any of those games. And um, 
just looked completely outclassed. Now, granted that the game against Brazil, they also looked outclassed, and that was obviously um, not a surprise. And I'm sure Brazil probably took their uh, foot off the pedal a little bit. But defensively, they looked okay in the game. I think one one mistake uh, in the beginning, um, and uh, that pretty much, you know, summed it up. I... I I don't know what happened in this game. I think maybe, maybe they underestimated Colombia to the point where, you know what, maybe let's just go out and attack this team. And they just allowed Colombia way too much space. And Colombia has a hell of a lot of players that only need a tiny bit of space to burn you. And that's exactly what uh, James Rodriguez did um, on a couple, uh, on his his golazo, first Good. of all. Imagine. Um, you oh, know, two, that was two, is, is one or two step turnaround for that? Like, come on! Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it fro- absolutely froze Zach Steffen and John Brooks. Who, I mean, I can't blame him for saying like, okay, you're really not going to do anything here, and he didn't really try to challenge him all that much, and uh, you know, he got burned. But then he did well, it again. Yeah, I would. I was going to say, I would say that John Brooks looks like really just disinterested and lost throughout the whole game. Like he really yeah. looked like he didn't want to be there. Remember when he was our best defender? <laughs> I mean, well, it, it really, it really did seem like ages ago that this was like the guy, this was like the defender. He was supposed to be the best defender to come out of, um, of the U S national team pool, like in uh, history. Um, wow, once again, the hype and the expectations of some of these guys are just uh misleading. Well, I mean, it's I, just, okay, I'm just tired of all okay, the old names. That's all, I'm just tired it, of all the old names. John Brooks isn't an old name, though. That's the thing, he's I mean, young, he is. I mean, he's well, young, he's a young guy, but I mean, he's an old name on the team to me. He's still, yeah, I guess he's he's been around since 2014. I mean, he, he's been through in one cycle because he debuted for us in 2014. Uh, that uh, you know the, the goal uh, to beat uh, Ghana, Ghana, in which he came on as a sub. So it wasn't that he was starting the game, but um, I mean, I, either way, I, I felt that yeah, John Brooks looked kind of lost and wasn't the guy that we saw even uh, was it last year in the Copa America when he took on a, a three defenders. Uh, at once going right at him and he won that battle so i mean i, I don't know what's going on with him but uh, the defense just looked horrible uh against colombia well you know if we had a head coach i'd be worried about it but we don't have a head coach so i'm not worried about it right now i think the fact that we don't have a head coach you should be very worried about this program oh i'm I worried mean, about that, the program i'm just not worried about john brooks Oh, well, I mean, it's it's kind of hand in hand. I mean, obviously, everything is intertwined. Um, obviously, still no news about the uh, the head coach. We all speculate that it's going to be Greg Berhalter. Um, Grant Wall, quote unquote, breaking news that Greg Berhalter is uh, both a candidate for the national team and the Galaxy job, um, even though we've been saying this for months. So well, um, wait a minute. Was it was it the real Grant Wall? um account or was it the fake grant wall account that ended up having the absolutely right information i was gonna say i'm like if you're gonna criticize the fake account i mean yeah you gotta think back because uh he was absolutely right 
<laughs> about the uh, about Columbus the fake uh, staying was right. in Columbus. Yep. Yeah. yeah, more more on that later. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's really troubling, and, and we're getting off because we've talked a little bit about this. The fact that we don't have a coach, the fact that it's been a year, and the fact that more than likely it's going to be Greg Berhalter, it bothers me so much that you've had a year to search. And it almost seems like the galaxy were like your consiglieri were like, this is the advice I'm going to give you. See that ladder? Just go up there. See what you get. Oh, <laughs> Greg Berhalter. I was going to say they borrowed the galaxy's ladder. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it seems like. Because of all the coaches you could have chosen from, you had a year. And to be fair, okay, there was a new president and they you know, signed the GM. He had more than enough time, and his number one choice seems to be Burhalter. If your number one choice out of every coach on the planet, if your top choice is Greg Burhalter, there is a major problem because there is absolutely no ambition to this federation. You had it with Klinsman. Then that disaster happened, and you're saying, yeah, you know what? We're just going to go back to where we were. We're just going to suck again. We're going to punch above our weight. And we're hoping we get lucky in the World Cup. Because we need to go back to basics. We need to qualify again. Because we didn't even do that in arguably one of the easiest regions to qualify from. So that ambition is absolutely out the window. You may or may not see it in 2026 when we're hosting it. Maybe we need to get back on track. Maybe we need to go back to basics. But I'm extremely disappointed that your number one choice, the guy that is at the top of your list, is Greg Berhalter, a guy who has no trophy to his name as a coach. That's baffling to me. There really isn't any pedigree there. That's just. I was going to say, he, he won with the Galaxy. No, no, he won. Um, I mean, yeah, I know he was like a player assistant, wasn't he? Or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as a head coach, I mean, he has no pedigree. I don't understand why, they, like, when you have all this talent coming in your pile, and you have a bunch of kids, and you're in a transitional period, you pick a guy with absolutely no pedigree. But he speaks English, so that automatically qualifies you. <laughs> so, I mean, there it is. That 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 should show you. Yeah, the the, the, the requirement the really the, the requirement really should have been must speak Spanish. <laughs> Actually, I don't but. even think that uh. That doesn't any good either, to be honest. I, I just think, you know what? Um, I mean, I can think of half a dozen must, coaches that are better than Greg Berhalter that must, were must probably know, available. Must know soccer. Must know <laughs> soccer. Must have played FIFA 18 and Platinum it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let's not start that. Let's not bring personal stuff into this. All right. Um, <laughs> but it's so, so much fun. So yeah. It gets Columbus, so many listens. Columbia. I Does, know, I know. He doesn't listen, So Columbia. Does he? No, no oh, Eric doesn't no. listen to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will send him the episode so he does listen to it to show him how stupid he is. <laughs> he platinum Ocarina of Time. Well, you can just tell him that he needs to platinum this podcast. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> have we even platinum this podcast? <laughs> I know I have. Um <laughs> If you okay, so if you look at if, if, if let's talk about the the Peru game uh, because we we just uh, that just finished uh, minutes ago. Uh, Peru, they USA tied one one. Um, I thought that Peru 
was the dominant side. You know, I, I said earlier that Peru certainly was in their World Cup form. Uh, they they looked dominant. They were creative. They were all over the field and and a class above the uh, U.S. men's national team. But they didn't have a goal to show for it. Now they ended up scoring another. They ended up scoring one goal. So at least there was that. Uh, the game in one one. Um, this this group of guys, I felt like um, the combinations between Josh. Sergeant and uh, and Amon or uh, sorry a- Amon uh, looked really good. Tim Weah obviously uh, was showing his his class, but nobody nobody else really stood out. Uh, I thought that uh, Ben Sweat was a little out of his depth. Uh, there was a lot of bad giveaways. There was a lot of just unforced giveaways, really. So, uh, what are you going to do? This is the, this is the final game of we assume of Dave Serkin's reign. Um, he's not going to be the coach because the, the Federation is due to announce Greg Burr on November 1st. So, I mean, not much to take away from this. It was, it was another friendly that meant nothing. I think that um, if you're looking at the games as Eric and coach, it almost looked like they got progressively worse as the games went on. Um, Peru, I know they didn't look it. But they were making their World Cup debut. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not their World Cup debut. But they were qualifying for the first time in quite a long time. So it's not that they were, you know, um, mainstays in the World Cup. This was the first time in quite a while. Um, and they l- pretty much looked like they were running the, the, the U.S. off the pitch. The, the possession was 70 to 30. 70 to 30. That's something that you would expect from... If you're playing one of the uh, top teams in the world, like Brazil or France or Spain, um, not Peru, I did not think that this game would be that lopsided as far as possession, especially with this young team that actually is hungry, fast, and can press, and they can fight. They're very physical, and yet they couldn't hold on to the ball. Unbelievable. I I think that's extremely disappointing. And again, I'm not sure that Burhalter is like this savior that's going to take us to the next level. It's just very disheartening. And I, I mean, I, I've pretty much lost all hope in this federation. I, I, I said that in my lifetime, I, I really believed that the U.S. will win a World Cup before I die. That faith has actually took a, quite a hit. I'm not even sure anymore. Because I'm not even sure the Earth is going to be alive before the world, we win the World Cup. <laughs> that could also be true. Right. Loopholes, loopholes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's very disheartening the way this this program, well, the, the direction that, that this program is headed. They've Excuse lost me. their ambition, and um, it, it doesn't look like they're um, going to try to finish what Klinsman attempted to start because he had Mission Impossible. He had to not only elevate the the level of play, elevate the players. But he had to change the culture. And that was almost mission impossible. You can't do that. I mean, that's that's a generational thing. And, you know, maybe down the line, people take it a little bit more seriously. But when you're unwilling to take the risks going forward to get you to the spot that you at one point wanted to be, um, you're headed in the wrong direction. And, um, I mean, we might be going back to expectations of, you know what, win the World Cup and 
hope that you get out of the groups instead of we're shooting for a semifinal because that's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. goal that goal seems to be thrown out the window right now i think it really is back to basics we need to get back to just get back to the world cup because it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to be there um anymore which is a a remarkable sentence to say and now it's you know what just hope to get out of your group because that's kind of that's what the hiring of greg berhalter is telling me that you're fine with mediocrity you just need to be there which again, I mean, you can even argue it's all about money. How much money did we lose out of by not being in the World Cup in Russia? So we need to be there in 2022 before we host it in 2026. It's all about the money. It's not about winning. So I have well, absolutely no. You gotta hope. well, you gotta finance it in order to win. So the money is important. It's important to be there. It's, it's not, extremely it's, it's, important, it's not, but it's, it's not only just a sense of greed. That's the only thing I just don't want it to be so over over incumbing because it's not overall a, a, that of greed. It's just all this shit costs money. You got to pay. But I've said it. No, and I agree and with that. And I've, and I've said this for the Galaxy as well that, you know, we know that Chris Klein is all about the money. Fuck mm-hmm. what you put on the field. I don't give a shit on the field. As long as I'm selling tickets, as long as I'm selling merchandise, that's all I care about. He does not care about winning if he did. Things would be running a lot differently. Uh, Dan Beckerman would not be in charge of that, that team. Dan Beckerman would have gotten rid of everyone in FO if that were true. It's all about money. But I'm a believer in if you're winning games, the money will come. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. So, I, so it's the same belief for the United States. Win your games. Get far in the World Cup. It's going to garner attention. It's going to get people bandwagoning. And that's fine as long as you join in and you stick with it. There it is. The money comes. So, you know, the fact that they're just saying, ah, we just need to get there and that's it. We don't need to try to win. We just need to get there. That'll be good enough for us now. It's um, extremely disheartening for me. And I'm at a, you know what? I actually might change my allegiances to Colombia. I don't know. Shit. Oh, relax. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking Calm news, down. guys. Colombia just won three to one. Calm down. Um, well, no. speaking... Speaking of speaking of getting there, you got to you got to get in if you want to win. The Galaxy <laughs> are back in action this week. The Galaxy you're Your trying slogans. to make the playoffs, desperately hoping, <laughs> desperately hoping for uh, some results to go their way. Um, and they face a Minnesota team who is going to be is is tough is a really tough opponent at home. Um, but. The weekends or last week's games, the midweek games, may have done them some favors because you've got uh, some, uh, I would say, some 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 tempers, some bad tempers uh, flared up in this Minnesota game. I don't know if you guys watched oh, some of this. A, yeah, that was a but, nice game at the end. Yeah, it, uh, Minnesota versus Colorado. Uh, Colorado won the game. Uh, Minnesota got hard done by VAR twice at um, home. At, At home. home, it feels like a galaxy game. For real. Um, <laughs> be, uh, in terms of results, because Minnesota, I think, was hard done this weekend by or this 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 midweek game against Colorado by VAR, and they got sort of tempers flared, and and it, it was just a mess. It was that that game was a mess. The Colorado and Minnesota game. Uh, they had two goals called offside. I think uh, the MLS disciplinary committee might have 
might have to suspend a Minnesota player or two based on the uh, melee that happened at the end of the game last week that saw uh, Adrian Heath's son uh, get sent off from the bench. And uh, because, who was it, Colorado's Tommy Smith was celebrating the the win like right in front of the bench, just like being really oh disrespectful. God, super. And then, and then everybody For, just lost their shit and they tempers yeah, flared yeah, yeah. and everything went crazy. For no reason though. Well, like, they the were do- celebrating. Dude? They were winning the we MLS both, cup. We both they suck. were winning the we MLS. Both suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won the garbage cup. Yeah. No, yeah, oh, literally. Oh, that's yeah, what they, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The garbage cup. <laughs> we're not the worst motherfuckers. That was basically what <laughs> well, he was trying to Minnesota. do. Minnesota is above them in the I standings. I know, but but I mean, I mean, but you know, I mean, look at look at they're the worst, and they were able to beat a, a team that's a little bit better than them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a big deal for them, a big <laughs> deal, especially like that that whole that entire game was really like high high impact, high interval. Like it was just it it was adrenaline rush. It was it it, it was really shocking to me. I was like, what are you guys all playing for? <laughs> this actually plays in the galaxy's favor if there are going to be other suspensions i'm not sure if they're going to be bench players or if there's going to be other starters that are going to be affected by it so i mean um you know that's i guess one plus for the galaxy in a uh in a situation where things are actually against them for the most part i mean it's not an easy game um i know people say oh well if colorado can do it then so can the galaxy, and yes, like me and that, balls is and beers. Technic- that is technically true. <laughs> um, but you also got to remember that Colorado beat us, and we played them twice, and we couldn't even beat them once. So this I mean, a, it, but this was also a very different type of Galaxy team that played that they played against, and it was a very different time in the locker room and a different coach and a heavy weight. So it was very yeah, different. That's true, and. Yes, like I'm referencing to episode 133. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But the thing is, is that um, the Galaxy, if I consider the Minnesota-Colorado game an anomaly because nobody had Colorado beating Minnesota, especially on the road. No. Uh, None of us had any balls and beers. Um, I don't think anybody across America had Colorado winning across that game. Across America, I don't I'm think anybody sure some across Minnesota America fans was thinking about may, it. may have hoped for it, but um, <laughs> across but America. The, the, but if I consider that, you know what? That's that was a fluke. That was an anomaly. Let's just go ahead and throw that game away. Uh, this is a tough game for the Galaxy. You got to go to Minnesota where they are extremely tough. They score a hell of a lot of goals, which makes the shutout last week even that much more shocking. Uh, They have some very credible wins at home. Um, I think Kevin Baxter pointed out that they have the most wins at home than any other team in the Western Conference, which is actually really odd to to think that they're not actually fighting for a playoff spot, if that's being the case. But um, on top of all that, they play on turf. And we talked about this, that uh, Zlatan doesn't play on turf. Um, and we all agree that he's going to travel. But how long does he play if he plays at all? And uh, we got to figure that if they are still tied halfway into the second half or even down at halftime, you're probably going to see Zlatan. Now, I went ahead and checked the weather 
for uh, Minneapolis. And it looks like rain is in the forecast on Saturday. Weather should be in the low 40s, maybe high 30s. That shouldn't really be a factor. But when you're playing on wet turf, I'm not really sure if Zlatan's going to want to go out there at all, if that's the case. Because now you're doubling down on that. You're risking way too much. Yeah. So, but the thing is, I mean, if the Galaxy are down, you're not going to have a choice. We stated it last week. Um, You may not want Zlatan to get injured for the playoffs, but you got to make the playoffs first. Yep. So it's not going to make a difference if uh, if you're not in and if you're not winning this game. Because if you're losing this Mm -hmm. game, um, Mm -hmm. I mean... You're not officially out, but now you're going to need RSL to drop yet an- two games, uh, the final two games. And we can't and, depend uh, on other teams to do to, we to, can't. to just randomly so happen. I'm, I mean, we need to uh, we like need. as it is as it is right now. We need to depend on yeah. other teams to do that. Well, we can't. So, we, no, we can't. We have to get our wins. That's a, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, we right, can't we depend have to get on our others. Wins. We got to get our wins. That's the number one thing. Well, it, even if we win, well, if we win both of our games, and so does RSL, we're out of the playoffs. So we do have to depend on RSL at least drawing okay, one of the down. final two all right, games. All right, all right, all right. So even if we win out, we still have to win out. So that's probably the most important thing. But yes, we do have to keep an eye on. RSL because if they're winning the two games coming up, and I think RSL day, has a harder the game on decision. I think RSL has a, a harder, harder harder future than we do, to be honest. Yeah, they have a much harder road. On uh, let's go ahead and talk about that because RSL has two games this week. They don't play uh, on decision day. They got to play New England on Thursday and then play against Portland on Sunday. Now this goes in the Galaxy's favor big time. RSL is going to be playing on Thursday without five key players. That's a lot. They're going to have oh – that God. is a hell of a lot. That's half your starting lineup. You have Beckerman out with suspension. You have Sonny out with suspension. You have Ruznak coming back from uh, international duty. Uh, you have Joe Plata c- coming back from international duty. And one other guy that I can't think of right now, but there's three guys that are being called for international duty. They will come back. I'm just so having worried. Having played tonight – I'm just so they worried Ramon, because of this, Romano's going to have like an all-star performance and shit because of this shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he would have, he just, would have to, if they have a chance, if they have any sort of hope. Oh, ultimately we just need Orlando to, I mean, sorry, Orlando. Uh, we, yeah, we know Jesus who you Christ bet with thought, this week. Yeah, I know. Falls of your spoilers, man. <laughs> There's two games. We Spo- they don't know. They don't Spoiler, know. Spoiler, D- David's team is no longer Philadelphia. It is now Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the season. At the end of the season. LA, you got a buddy now. Well, didn't so. you see that we're going to announce Holman? Mm. Orlando Orlando is going to announce Elliot Holman as their next manager. Because, you know, it can't get any worse than what they got right now. Yeah. And since Elliot Holman is a balls and beers record holder. Uh, I think that uh, that would actually be a really good pick. There you go. <laughs> but no, no, no. But I was going to say, as long as RSL drops points, I think that the Galaxy are in good shape because Absolutely. they just need RSL to not win. Yes. Is, is really what we need, unless we tie both games, in which case we're screwed. But, oh you know, we have to win out and, and RSL has to not win. Yeah, well, that that game in New England is tough because, like, like I said, they're, they're missing those players. I got to figure the people, uh, the three guys that are coming back from international duty, uh, they play today. They come back to Salt Lake tomorrow, and then they have a game on Thursday. So I got to figure that they're not starting. And like Zlatan, I don't think they're going to see any time unless they're losing or um, they're currently tied. So um, 
if that wasn't bad enough, then you got to travel to Portland, a team that beat them four to one at home. And then you got to go over to um, Providence Park, where they have been a very tough uh, team to beat at home with the fatigue factor playing Mm -hmm. not just with the guys that that are coming back from international duty, but um, the fact that you played three days earlier and then you have to travel. Uh, not a long trip, but it's still a road game, and RSL is not a good road team. Yeah. So definitely, there's a uh, lot of weight I mean, on RSL right now. I mean, the thing is, it's an uphill climb for them right now. In order to get the results is, that they need, it's an incredible uphill climb. It is a. It is extremely possible that RSL can walk away with those two after those two games with only one point. I think that's actually in the realm of possibility. If that happens, ironically. The Galaxy would only have to draw their next two games and they would be in the playoffs. Don't do that. Win I em. believe. Win them. No, no, don't do that. If you're listening, don't do that. Win them. Yeah, don't do that. Don't get content. Um, but um, but when, uh, if that happens, all you got to do is win one of the games. So, I mean, um, again, don't hope for that. Win your two games. But, um, yeah, th- this looks like... It's very, very uh, um, feasible for the Galaxy to get you know, into the playoffs. Can I, can I tell um, you something? They're the one that needs to take care of business. Can I tell you a little fantasy idea I had the other day? Because I've been seeing DC uh, playing so uh, well. I've been, playing, I've, been, I've been seeing DC play so well. I would just love for some incredible weirdness of hypotheticalness of a DC Galaxy final again. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. We, yeah. we talked about that a few a few uh, weeks ago. I think we made the joke saying like, "Oh, oh watch yeah, it, can, it was, it was a joke though." Now it just seems yeah. a little bit closer. But now it seems like it, it <laughs> yeah. seems like it could be a possibility, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, "Oh, this would be great." Rooney, Slaton, DC, oh, Galaxy. I mean, fuck, that would be great. Former I'm about Manchester to be Manchester United Dude. players facing off against each other with their MLS team. So many so many storylines there, right? Oh my god. To Come me, on. that's the best final right now, at least in the storyline status. Like, to me. Yeah. I mean, ah. We already talked about it. It's going to be Philadelphia versus uh, <laughs> Galaxy. Yeah, we did. We did say that, didn't we? Yeah. Here's a, here's the thing. If I wasn't the, the most hated on the podcast, I will be now. So I took Philadelphia, I mean, I'm sorry, Philadelphia, DC United, uh, to win MLS Cup at fifty to one, because I think that's a hell of a bet to make. If they're if they're laying me fifty to one odds, uh, DC being one of the hottest teams in MLS right now, um, so hot right now. So, so so I took the bet, and if the Galaxy and DC MLS fantasy matchup happen, I am so conflicted because the Galaxy <laughs> will win, which would make me happy. But if the Galaxy win, well, that doesn't give me four figures. Look, man, for me, it'd just be like, <laughs> for me, for me, it would be going, I mean, if we win, of course, it would just be going back to 96 and finally getting that win. Like, to me, it would just like, I don't know, it'd just be like a... Just, I'm talking about ah, hitting my bed amazing. and winning four figures. <laughs> yeah. I need four figures. <laughs> I hope you get it, too, but I want to get my feeling of that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'd rather, I'd rather have my feeling than your... Than you well, yeah, because you, you didn't place the bet. Uh, excuse me. I asked you to tell to uh, place that bet for me. I don't remember you, you asking you me. It was at Neither. the party. It was? Neither of you gamble. Yeah, actually, he he uh, he never got back to me. I don't think he he went back to the strip because he oh. was off the strip. So. I was working. 
All right. Well, so so you know, we the, the galaxy have a chance. You know, we're so, the the fate is not in our hands. So everybody's got to watch. Everybody's got to pay attention. to RSL. You know, this week we're New England fans. Next week we're Portland fans. No, it's it's all this week. Oh, it's all this week. There you go. Uh, oh, that's right. Because uh, RSL does not play on on decision yeah. day. Thanks. So New England, uh, we're New England fans on Thursday. We're Portland mm-hmm, fans mm-hmm, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 There you go. Uh, all right. So let's move on to a not so fun topic rumor came out that the montreal impact is interested in signing roman alessandrini i don't like that well of course i don't, I don't think anybody likes that. i don't think anybody i don't want to break up with alessandrini yet okay we're still in a relationship and i like it <laughs> <laughs> well he's not wrong i mean you know of course of course not he's I, I like that relationship too. I think he's it's, stable. It's a great relationship. He has a bad he has a bad temper, but I can deal with it. It's all good. <laughs> but you know what? It was my fault. It was my fault. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I say stupid shit. Sometimes I say stupid shit. Okay. <laughs> the next day he I makes up for it so with bad. his French, whatever he says to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what he's saying, Montreal. but it's sexy. If it, if it's if you're in Montreal, you get a lot more French. Whatever, baguette, yeah. bouquet, I love them both. <laughs> um, well, yeah. The, so the rumor is is that, and and we talked about the earlier in the in the season uh, how we have no wiggle room because all three DP slots are are locked up through next season, and it looks like nobody's gonna want Geo, uh, which means that you're gonna have to keep both Geo and Jonah. For an, uh, for that season, and your only real move is to sell Alessandrini because it's the only player that anybody wants. So it is pretty possible. And I mean, this is literally just breaking. This this was tweeted out two minutes ago. Um, Ignacio Piatti, who is a DP over in Montreal, has said uh, that he's leaving Montreal at the end of the season. His contract is up in December. He wants to retire in San Lorenzo. He said this over, I think, um, where was it? I, I want to say ESPN Radio, but in one of the South American ESPNs. And uh, so there it is. I mean, they're they're in search. If that's true, uh, Montreal is definitely in search of filling in that DP slot. And uh, if they're saying they're interested in Alison Drini, I mean, I, I, I don't like it either, but I got to figure that the Galaxy are probably um, listening to offers. So yeah, I mean, exactly. It, 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 it sucks. I mean, I, I wouldn't want that. Obviously, the the it's a player that consistently shows <clears throat> that he's on top of the game every single time he's on he's on the pitch. He which is why he's wanted and not Gio. yeah. But at the same time, it's yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it just I don't know. It's you hold the card. You hold the card that's strong with for you. You don't always just sell everything you have. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I think yeah, but, I, th- but, I think it'll still. But you I know, there's still be a strength for another season. Even there, take even, point, even holding off on a, a big sell. I'm sorry, David. Go on. <clears throat> no, I was gonna say there's there's a point where you have to. Yeah, you have your strong hand, but you know you you have to take a risk in order to get. Yeah, but get yourself I, back into the game. I personally don't think this is the because risk. right now the galaxy are out of the game. I personally don't think this is the risk, though. We have so many things to move. We have so many players to move that like, we don't need as well. Who are we going to move? Well, the Dos Santos we bros. can't move. We but can't. nobody wants them. 
Nobody, you cannot sell what somebody doesn't want. Wasn't the Everybody. Mexican team like being all on top of them last week? Of or America? Something? Yeah. That's a, I mean, I, I'm not sure if there's anything to the rumor. I, I want to say that that might be the only team that can be suckered into it simply because Papa Dos Santos played for America. Mm-hmm. And so he might have some sort of leverage there in America. We're saying, you know what? Uh, it's not working out with the Galaxy, blah, blah, blah. Go ahead and take them. Um, whether or not the Galaxy are willing to part with him, and obviously we know. I mean, we've just put ourselves in a big ass. Galaxy. We've just put ourselves in a big ass hole by spending so much in the back line, which is incredibly unnecessary by paying three coaches now. Um, I mean, oh, I, I mean, it's a, the only well, again, smart it's, decision was Latan. I swear. And even that, some, some people argue that it kind of threw off the formation that Siggy had in the beginning of the season because he wasn't expecting. Look at the results and shut up. Oh no, I I, I agree. <laughs> That's I all. mean, the guy. Just look at the I results. Mean, the, the guys and shut the fuck up. That's, all right. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there that some no, people. No, I'm, I'm replying I, to them. Look at the results. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with the new coach coming in, I mean, it's very possible. He says, "Look, I need some wiggle room." If you can't get rid of the the Santos brothers, then yeah, we're gonna have to. I have no choice but to get Alison Gigi because I need something else. I, mean, I, I need another piece. I mean, we have to be able to sell them some somehow. I mean, I want you Jonah. Would think, I would if, love if to keep are, Jonah. Sell them I mean, for a but, loss, you know. No, it's definitely gonna be a loss. I mean, it's been a loss. I mean, this whole entire time of having Geo has been a loss. Every mm-hmm. game has been a loss financially and minutes on the field. And goals and everything. Just everything. It's been a loss. So, I mean, it's yep. like, just get rid of them. Just just get rid of them. It's just, it's not, it's, there's no need. I wish we could keep Jonah on his own. But we, like, you know, how we've been saying, Papa Dos Santos yeah, always, like, sells a two for ones. I mean, the, the thing is, is that, I mean, if, if Chris Klein can do no wrong, if he knows he has job security no matter what he does, if he got five-year contract extension, by after putting up the worst season in franchise history, then why not just tell your bosses, you know what? I'm just going to buy out this contract, six and a half million. We're just going to piss it away. Well, we've been pissing it away for the past three seasons anyway. So what's 17, another six point five? Was it yeah. seventeen million or something like yeah. that? that they've, yeah, did they've like uh, we pissed away seventeen million. We pissed away a million on Shelvick. We pissed away uh, over half a million on Siani. What's another six point five? Honestly. Like Siani's gonna be the wor- Siani's gonna be the worst loss for us, definitely, absolutely. Like we spent way more than we should have for him, and we're not ever gonna even get like probably like thirty percent of what we spent. More for than him. like more than Geo? I don't think so. I think it. I think so. I don't think that's. I don't we think spent, the, the, we, the ratio works more than Geo. I think so. I actually think so. I mean, ugh. at least it's we at, at least Geo made some goals last season. He's got three this season. No, I know. Three. But I'm saying I think Siani's got that many, too. No, 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 no. That's that's own goals. (laughs) Oh. oh. (laughs) I was like, I thought that was stairs. (laughs) Not the Uh, own goals. Not the own goals. I'm saying getting the goals. That was last year, I think. I think Steris had, like, more goals than he did last season at one point. I think he has, like, two this year or something, three. I don't remember how much he has this year, but I know last year, I think that because we were talking about that, that like three defenders have more goals than our forwards. Yeah. Or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Like the, the defense is the one that's scoring and not anybody else. But, Set pieces. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, well, we, we talked about it to death. 
you know, it's a fucked up situation. We got fucked up uh, people running the organization, so things are going to be fucked up. All right, so where are we and, now? Uh, where do we move on? Yeah. Where, where we are so, David, okay. t- pull us in in this podcast here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this back in. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's talk about let's talk about the other news that came out uh, this week. You cannot say. platinum Majora's Mask. Yeah. <laughs> no. Shut up! I platinum Mario Kart. You just made me spit uh, on my damn fucking computer. <laughs> 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 let's, See, let's that's talk a, about... that's that is platinuming the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Well, I kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah, I, 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 I can't argue there. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, one of the stories in MLS that's been going around um, for the entire year, and that's the Columbus crew. Uh, or sorry, Crew SC. Came out last, was it Friday, um, a fake Grant Wall account uh, tweeted that Crew SC has received a bid, or Precourt Sports Ventures has received a bid from the Cleveland Browns owner, Jimmy Haslam, and, a, and an investor group to keep Columbus, to keep the crew in Columbus. Everybody freaked out, and then... Can I, can um, I ask a question? Sure, sure. Because I'm not on Twitter. Is it supposed to be a funny, fake Grant Wall, or a actual hoax, fake Grant Wall? I think it was literally the only tweet that it had. No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying was the account. Sub- oh well, then I mean, still, someone if someone believed that, they're ridiculous. If it's the only tweet, but I'm but I'm saying like was the the it got everybody really it got yeah. everybody yeah. Yeah. It got really? a lot so so it was trying to be a fake one like not not like a funny fake right not a parody account okay not it a parody it actually Trump. yeah okay thank yeah. you that's what I'm trying to say yes okay oh, wow we got everybody well, and it was only one tweet. There's only yeah. one tweet yeah. in the count? Like, I even think, like, I'm mean, retweeted are by. Well, it got retweeted by other journalists, <laughs> like Taylor Twelman, like, put it up. I mean, and it, it all, was like. What? And it was only, like, one tweet in the account, and it was. Yeah. And it wasn't from Grant Wall's original account. He had everything, right. like, like wow. the, the picture, on, the, the heading, on. everything was, was exactly the same. Even to the point where, yeah, you know how, like, the. Um, you have that little check mark next to the name saying this certified. is the actual the, the real person, the certified one. Yeah. Well, he had something similar, but it was like a V, not a check. So it even <laughs> looked like it. Yeah. It. And it got everybody. Oh my I mean, god. I noticed it I noticed it quick where I was like, that's kind of odd. But then I, I went into it, I was like, no, this is a fake account. And then as I scrolled, like, yeah, it's a fake account, but it got everybody. But it turned out to be right, by the way. A hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. That's hilarious too. What a turn. And you know what? <laughs> hey, one tweet, and it was, I mean, it was a hell of a tweet, and he got it right. You know what? I want fake Grant Wall on Balls and Beers. <laughs> you hear that, fake, fake Grant Wall? Uh, we want you. You hear that, Madame Serrano? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get on the show, and there's going to be like a masked voice like, Hello, I would <laughs> like confidence of two. <laughs> what, if, what, if it was, what if it was actually Grant Wall? But it was like his burner account. <laughs> Probably, huh? He's like, so he doesn't have to like really like take take what he said for sure. For sure, like he's like, like, oh, right, well, right, that right. wasn't really me though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So it looks as though Crew SC is gonna be is gonna stay in Columbus. Uh, like I said, Cleve, the Cleveland Browns owner uh, is leading the investing investment group, and uh, Forbes reported that the new ownership group is going to pay an expansion fee to start 
Crew SC in Columbus. So essentially, this isn't even a Chivas USA or San Jose situation where, you know, the team put on hiatus and then they come back. This is a straight up like um, swap. I think what, it, what and I think where it gets a little weird is that Anthony Precourt and his uh, group PSV has bought Crew SC in order to avoid paying the then $100,000 MLS expansion fee. Uh, I believe that expansion fee is now up to $200,000. So they bought the crew. They bought uh, operating operating rights for them. They're going to move that. The, you know, that franchise is moving to Austin. So PSV is not going to pay an expansion fee uh, to start playing in Austin. Instead, the new Columbus group is paying the expansion fee. And yeah, going to continue pay, playing the the team in Columbus. Now there's a couple of caveats here. They have to start making long term plans to I don't invest. Like caviar. Okay, right. They have to start making uh plans to invest in the cruise infrastructure. So they have to do new training facilities there and possibly a new stadium. So it's possible that this is the beginning of the end for Columbus Crew Stadium. Uh, as we know it, it's either uh, it, most likely we're going to see a downtown Columbus stadium going forward. So, first of all, good news for the for the fans in Columbus. Uh, they get to keep their team. And there's not going to be a break. Uh, they're not going to go on hiatus. So they get to keep supporting that team. That's dope. Uh, obviously, all the people that work for the for Columbus get to keep their jobs. Assuming, well, assuming that most of like the, the lower level operating people are going to continue on. That's uh, I'm sure there's going to be, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there's going to be some people going to Austin with, with the uh, pre-court, but um, you know, for, for the most part the people that want to stay in Columbus have an avenue to stay in Columbus now. So that's good. Um, Lewis, do you think this has anything to do with Cincinnati coming into the fold next year? Mm. Um, you know, well, the, fun, the funny thing is, is that that was one way to spin it. But what I was actually just about to say before you asked me about that is people are kind of, you know, we're looking forward to that Columbus Cincinnati like rivalry. And I'm like, yeah, that's just there to keep me like in waiting because I think the Columbus Austin rivalry is going to be a hell of a lot. Oh, better. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, I mean, again, they're going to be the shiny new toy and everything. But those people in Columbus, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't give a shit about them. I'm going to want to beat the shit out of Austin. I want to beat the shit out of Precourt. So uh, I think I think that's going to be a bigger rivalry, ironically, than just the ones that are just down the down the state highway there. So um, that's just me. That's that's the route that I would go. Bobby, what do you think? This have anything to do with Cincinnati coming into the fold? I don't know. I mean, I, I, the, exactly what Lewis said. I was exactly feeling the same exact way. I was like, well, this is the least least amount of my worries because I'm I'm waiting for that Austin one. But I mean, we'll see. Um, like you to, like you were saying, Dave. Like it's it's good. I'm glad and I'm happy that the fans can still have a team and be able to just be there and and still support them and and continue with that. Because man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be left out on that. No, and that's and that's a lot of history that you're leaving on the table there. You know, for for Columbus. Yeah. Um. That obviously it's the uh, the Crew Stadium is home of Dos Aceros, so you you 
you have that, you know, it's, it's, it was sort of us soccer's unofficial home is the very first, uh, soccer specific stadium to ever be built in, in the league or in the United States. Um, it's, so it's, it's got a lot of, of history there. So it's good that, um, at least Columbus as a city gets to keep some of that history. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, how about how about this then, uh, Lewis? Do you think that this is a Arthur Blank effect? I mean, because mm. you're you you got the the owner of the Cleveland Browns, you know that that NFL owners club is a very very exclusive club. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Like what 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 is? I mean, that what, when I heard that it's the Cleveland Browns owner comes in to save Columbus I'm like did you really get saved I mean I don't know I mean <laughs> I mean here's a, it's here's the a Browns yeah I mean here's a guy here's a, a team that's had like the number one draft pick in the last like 20 years and still hasn't made the had barely won a game this season damn <laughs> it's, right but they yeah. believe we are the champions uh, yeah they did because they won a game uh, <laughs> although although to be fair when you put a bunch of beer around the city, it says you're not gonna fucking crack this open until you win a game. You're gonna win a game. <laughs> so, uh, you guys heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in, in a way, I, I'm I'm happy for them that you know Columbus stays in uh, or the crew stays in Columbus. But yeah, that 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 owner, it's like ooh, ooh. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, not that I not that I care. That's one less. Uh, opponent that we have to worry about on the way to MLS Cup. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Anyways. But, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, congr- oh. yeah, congratulations to the city of Columbus. So, yeah. you guys deserve that. So, yeah. And and Bobby, I don't know if you, you know this, but there Probably was not. a documentary being shot. <laughs> there was a documentary being shot about this whole ordeal. What's it called? And uh, they had to, and it was about to be announced. Um, the uh the the day i think the day of the the um you know the 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 news came out it was about to be announced and then um they had a, obviously they put the documentary on hold because they now have a new ending yes they have it's, <laughs> a lot more has progressed in the plot right um so yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh probably best if we uh Hold off from releasing this thing for a I'm second. Liking, I'm liking that they're making movies now, though. I mean, or making documentaries about these teams now, though. At, about at least MLS, the MLS teams. teams. Like the NYCFC one was really great. Uh, there hasn't been a really good Galaxy one. Um, but anyways, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm, it's really nice because it's just, it's just, it's, it it's gives bu- more it's build- exposure. Yeah, and it's building, yeah. it's building up like, this sounds funny, but building up the muscle or the beef of MLS. Right. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Um, well, it builds history. That's what we need. Builds, what we need. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we need, and it's just like we need to put that. And like, I'm pretty sure Minnesota has something. And you know, you see Atlanta, you see like, I mean, everybody has their own their own history, and it should be recorded, and we should be able to see. Like, I would love to see documentaries of like, because we're nerds. I would love to see documentaries of all the teams, even the shitty teams. But yeah. um but yeah, I mean, yeah. But let's let's move on. Well, um, but we have the, I mean, we, we have the Galaxy History on Twitter. That's that's pretty close. Galaxy History on Twitter is dope. But I yeah. mean, I'm just saying, like a good, well done, edited documentary of the Galaxy yeah. and the history um, would be amazing. 
yeah. good well then well content, then you know shot beautifully so yeah, yeah. well and then there it is go yeah bobby i know i know i know i know okay we'll see <laughs> We'll okay. See. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I know what you're gonna tell me. I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you might want to start. I mean, if you want to go that route, you gotta maybe work for uh for the new Austin team because that marketing and PR department has its work cut out for them because they are going to be the most hated team in the entire league. Yeah, yeah, for real. But did you guys did you guys see the the image of the the logo flipped upside down? Look like looks like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. Did you flip, see that? No, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool. You flip the logo like, upside down. It's it's Bane yeah. from The Dark Knight Rises. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, you know, there were uh, there were uh, well there were a couple things like I mean even with the logo right set up that they, they had like this is the uh, Minas Tirith like lo- like uh, <laughs> oh yeah the, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the little emblem. tree. A little tree thing, and then yeah, I I actually barely saw the Bane one like a few days ago, or or whatever it was. Yeah, but I just saw it recently. That's funny because Anthony Precourt is giving the team back to you, the people. <laughs> oh, by the way, David, I, I don't know yeah. why because wow. you're talking about the logo. Yeah, you, it reminded me about those pins that you got from. Um, oh yeah, from uh, Moving Silence. They're dope. I love them. Do yeah, they do they always do they always make um do they make just soccer pins or do they make No, other? they make all kinds of different like Chicano style pins. Like there's a bunch of like Simpson stuff. Like they did an awesome Tom Petty uh pin, the Simpsonized Tom oh, Petty. Look into you know, that. from the, the the rock camp that, that uh Homer yeah. goes to. Is it is is it is any how do you how do you know about them? Is it is it anybody from the studio? No, okay. no, no, no. They're they're nearby. They're okay. nearby by where I work, but um, I've never been there. I don't know anybody from there. Uh, Anyways, actually, it yeah. was. Um, I just want to make sure we say it to the to to, to the listeners because there's some incredible like MLS pins. There's like a Zlatan pin. There's the the MLS Cup trophy pin. No, the World Cup. Is it the World Cup? The World, the World Cup. Cup trophy. Yeah. And then what was the other one, Dave? The one you got? Else it, you got there's me? a San Fuegos one, yeah. and then there's like a like the '98 galaxy jersey yeah uh the heavy one the one that you know weighed 100 pounds in the rain i don't like promoting things that don't pay us but this one's really dope <laughs> yeah uh yeah. So i agree say their name it, again because uh, i don't remember now. it's move in silent so m-i-s um it looks close to mls which is why it was kind of kind of exactly confusing, but every time i look at it silent. i think it says mls on the on the um on the background of the pin the the cardboard yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just um, wanted to bring that up because yeah, yeah. it was. That, I love those pins. They're really great. And uh, and the last topic that I have for you guys is actually good news. I'm gonna I'm gonna end my portion on a uh, on a good note because I know that I know you guys love it when I do that. Um, the U.S. women's national team has qualified for the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. Uh, they defeated of course they did. Jamaica 6-0 in their semifinal match, the Concacaf Women's Championship. Uh, and on their way to that, they defeated Mexico 6-0, Panama 5-0, Trinidad and Tobago 7-0. And they will face Canada on Wednesday to determine the winner. But both teams are already qualified. And uh, if you follow Kevin Baxter, you will know that he put out an article today saying that the real story of this CONCACAF Women's Championship is that Panama is on the verge of qualifying for their very first World Cup. But uh, congratulations to the women. Uh, as always, you guys are the class of of, uh, of soccer in this country. You're the better and, US team. And uh, you know, 
you know, absolutely the better U.S. team. We we will be cheering you on, and uh, and talking about Women's World Cup uh, going into next season, and hoping they get that fourth star above the crest. Yeah, um, totally, guys. Don't I was I was so happy to hear this. I don't ever take qualifying for a World Cup lightly. It is not an easy thing to do, as the men demonstrated last or uh, two years ago. Now, it's a very easy thing to do. They just suck. Yeah. <laughs> Their lack of effort was was the result. Well, the the, okay. the the women would be the ones carrying them over the puddles. I mean, if we could That's take true. The, look at if we could take the women and put it against any men's team, I I would always do that. I mean, come on, this team is incredible. This this women's team is incredible. They really are world class. They are. I mean, they are literally world. Class. How many world titles do they have? Three. Yep. Three world titles. Three world titles. Gold, but just the way they play yeah. together, the way they play on the pitch. Yeah. Their the, effort, the, 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 their grit, all the stuff that the men's they're national team much more tougher than the men's up. national team. Um, yeah, it's just so much. God, I mean, it gets me angry. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I don't think we should cover the men's national team anymore and just focus on the women. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I until the, until until the men's national team starts showing something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that we should spend some more time on uh, covering. Oh yeah, the, definitely the spend more time. I mean, it's not like we're gonna just ignore. The worth it, but yeah. then again, like you have teams where like they only play against like Canada. They play them like seven times. You know, they play Japan like ten times a year. They play Mexico and Brazil. Yeah, that's the that's, that's, like, that's the the horrible cycle they have to deal with because they're you know. They're 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 ranked lower as you know the women's national team compared to the men's national team, right? Which, they don't get as many. Well, and there also aren't as many uh, prestigious opponents to to exactly. go up against. Unfortunately, a lot of the other countries' uh, national teams haven't spent um, the same amount of resources to to build up their women's team. Absolutely. So you know, absolutely, that's unfortunate. A lot of variables. But, yeah. There's a lot of variables, a lot of logistics, you know, things, <laughs> budgets, budgets, <laughs> numbers, Excel sheets. All right. So that's it for me, guys. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, yeah, I do. But I know uh, he has. He uh, could probably go it. on for a whole bring fucking hour. But please, you go? Lewis, don't so do no, a whole hour, please. Bring it up. So, so no penalty? Bring it up. No? Penalty show, or do you want to keep it on here? So no, what? let's keep it on here. This is the Smorgasbord episode. Oh, okay. my goodness. Fair enough. Okay. All right, I'm going to walk away for a second. I'll be back in like a minute, okay? <laughs> Go for it. Go. You can walk you can walk away for 10 minutes. You still I'll still be talking. Are you going to do are you going to do um well, let's go ahead and talk about some uh, possible uh exciting or not exciting things depending on what side of the coin you're on that uh have come out in the uh, MLS verse. Uh so the first thing uh that uh, story came out last week that uh uh, president of the Mexican Federation okay, said that he's looking or he's wanting to eventually form a super league between MLS and Liga MX um, after 2026, uh, citing that, hey, we can host the joint World Cup between us three countries. Why can't we have this super league? Which, of course, got the soccer Twitter verse. I mean, they were all over the place here. Um First off, let me start by saying that the chances of this happening are probably under 1%. 
I honestly don't think it'll happen. Um, the only reason that I would even think that it's not zero is because it's coming from Mexico and not MLS. Because this is something that I feel MLS would do, and Mexico would be like, yeah, we don't need that. We're good. But it's coming from Mexico. MLS might jump on board. But there's a lot of things that you would have to agree upon, and I just don't see that happening. Um, and on the surface, I don't like that idea. Dave, what do you think? Um, I I think it's logistically impossible. Um, I don't think that the the resources are available to be able to have you know Veracruz playing against Montreal um, or or Vancouver. I think that having a sort of pseudo Champions League, the way that, or even Europa League, in the way that like you have as an international tournament where you have teams that qualify, you know, let's say that the you know the top four teams or whatever in in each of the uh, regions qualified to have what is essentially a, you know, a, a month long tournament or whatever it might be. I think that's a good idea. I don't think that, uh, like I said, it's, it's feasible to say, you know, have weekly games the way that we're used to a league working. Like I, I, I don't know if that's, that's going to work out. And I don't know, honestly, who that benefits. Um, that MLS. doesn't benefit. That doesn't benefit uh, the players. Uh, that doesn't benefit uh, uh, Liga MX. I don't even see it benefiting MLS. Uh, actually, I mean, here's the thing that you, this is the argument that I mean, I, I think on the surface, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, are against it. I'm against this simply because I, I, it's just like, well, we should have our own identity. It shouldn't be uh, a league between two countries. Everyone has their own league. Why are we going to be any different? But if you go a little deeper, um, we know that the Mexican teams are superior to the MLS teams. Yes, that gap has closed uh, significantly, but the Mexican league and its players are still more technically gifted than um, the MLS teams. I mean, you would need a super team for uh, MLS to compete. And, you know, here's hoping that Atlanta wins that supporter shield. Um, but um, I think it forces, if it were to happen, it forces MLS to become more technically sound and with the rumored uh, rule in place where you're taking away a DP slot and adding more TAM money where it's forcing you to have better scouts where it's forcing you to pick up uh, better mediocre players and have them make a difference I mean at the end of the day this benefits benefits MLS I'm sure Mexico is probably the one is thinking we're taking a step down we don't need to do that we're already better than you why would we be going into this competition that is the only way that it would benefit MLS is that you would be going up against technically superior players and that you would have to adjust to that and you would have to learn that. And if it does become the top flight, you may or may not have some sort of pro rel in there because you can't have 40 plus teams in the league. You would probably only take maybe 10 from each side. And then you got to wonder, well, which 10 teams are you going to take? Is it going to be because who are the better teams? Or is it be uh, how you ended up in the standings? And if that's the case, that becomes the more important tournament and not the MLS Cup. Um, so, again, there's a lot of things that you're going to have to agree upon. And, and I just don't see that happening. Um, I just thought it was a really – and, of course, there's no talks. This is just the, the, pre, uh, the president of the Mexican Federation, uh, Football Federation, saying – I would like that to happen someday. Yeah, but this uh, no, is also a guy who probably isn't going to be there in 2026. Possibly. I mean, it, it's very possible, but uh, you never know. But again, uh, this is just something that he threw around. There are no talks. Um, there's no meetings. There, as far as we know, MLS is probably hearing the first this for the first time as well. So um, 
there's that. But to transition to the second uh, MLS news, where there have been talks, apparently, and meetings and conference calls, is uh, MLS may very well be playing in the Copa Libertadores in 2020. My God, rejoice. At least for me. <laughs> um, it, it has been a dream of mine for 20 plus years to see an MLS team <sighs> in this tournament. And uh, Conmebol has actually confirmed that they have been talking to MLS officials about possibly getting MLS teams in that tournament in 2020. That's less than two years away, guys. Lewis. What do we think of what do we think about this? Lewis, is this like PS4 finally letting you do crossplay? <laughs> Maybe for real, for real. This is. <laughs> I was I was gonna liken this to like this is your Lewis. This is your uh, Cleveland Browns ownership coming in to uh, <laughs> to give to give the the Libertadores easy to, uh, there, but to MLS. Not that. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, thoughts yeah, on that, guys? Super I mean, interesting. Obviously, super interesting. Super exciting. I mean. But, um, Again, you have so scary because we better be good. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, somebody mentioned that look, if you want to be the best in the world, you got to play the best in the world. Absolutely. And I would and I would argue that if you want to be the best in the world, you've got to first dominate your region. And MLS has not done that. Um, we're not dominating in Concacaf. In um, we're we're always we've always played second fiddle to. Um, to the Mexican teams and until we can consistently uh, beat or at least, um, you know, have a, a, a fighting chance and have won a couple of champions leagues. I don't think that MLS really should be considering uh, complicating things a little bit more. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be great for developing the league. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be a great thing for, you know, for, for competitiveness, but I think that you got to get your house in order before you, you go out. This is, I mean, I, I understand that argument. The problem is, is that your measuring stick has always been Mexico. And if you're saying, well, look, because they're a, the best, we, we need to win they beat us. because they, they because are. They yes. US but, but I shouldn't say us. I should say they beat MLS teams. Yes. But the, the thing is that you're only seeing those teams later on in the, in the later stages of the Champions League. It's not that you're playing against anybody else that's going to give you a challenge leading up to those games. You had the group stages where you had, you know, uh, a, a team from Guatemala and then a team from, you know, Panama, which we use reserves to beat. And then uh, when the real games matter, it's already like semifinals or in the final. It's the only time. And, of course, it gets all the ratings, which, by the way, would be the attraction for that Super League. No one's going to be watching any sort of, you know, MLS rivalries anymore. It's going to be what Mexican team will be playing an MLS team. And you'd watch the shit out of it. I know I'd watch the shit out of it. I don't care if it's Colorado versus, you know, some newly promoted Mexican side. It's MLS versus Liga Mekis. It's always going to be like that. It's always going to be uh, that rivalry. It's not going to be a Super League. It's going to be between those two. Then you'll have that competition consistently. In the Libertadores, and again, granted, you're going to have to qualify. I don't think they're going to be automatically put into a group. They're going to have to go through the qualifying phase. So they're going to have to play, I'm assuming, you know, like a, one of the the wildcard teams from, you know, whatever uh, countries up there. Or, like, yeah, Bolivia, yeah. Peru, Venezuela. Venezuela. Maybe, the, maybe the fifth place of, uh, you know, Brazil or Argentina because they have that many 
spots available to them. Um, so you're going to be getting different competition throughout the tournament. You're going to get a different style for each game where here you're just waiting for that Mexican team somewhere in the semis or in the finals. So you don't have to wait that long or get that deep in the tournament to get that competition that you've been craving. You're getting it right off the bat and you're going to know, you know, in game number one, where you stand, where you're not going to know anything until you get to that point in the, uh, in the champions league. So it's a little different. Yes. You want to beat Mexico, but you don't get that many chances at them. So, um, I get what you're saying, but I I think this one offers a a lot more, uh, a lot more of a challenge, a lot more competition. You're going to get different styles and you're going to hit the ground running. Um, you're going to have to qualify into the group stage by beating some, um, pretty decent teams. And then you're going to go in there and you're going to have, you cannot use a B team. You're going to have to go in there and fight each one of those games if you're sure, lucky but, enough but, to make it to the group stage. You know, but but LA Galaxy going down to, you know, Chile to, to play a, a team, you know, what is that going to do to travel? What is that going to do to legs? What is that going to do to players who already face a long slogging, um, you know, road in, in, in MLS? And, yeah, I, I think what, one of the big, uh, the, the big hurdles is the logistics. And I'm sure that's one of the things that they might be negotiating um, maybe like the start of the Libertadores is probably going to be before the MLS season starts. So, and they may not be affected um, right off the bat. I think the Libertadores start in January, maybe February. And then they have a hiatus in the summer and they, and then they, um, if you're lucky enough to get into that round of 16, you're, uh, you're picking it up. But then, um, but then you have the same. You, but then you have the same built-in excuse that uh, you have for for Liga MX teams. It's like, oh, you know, where right. MLS teams are in preseason and uh, Liga MX teams are are in full swing. So, you know, what what are you going to do then? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's. I, I, again, I I don't know, and I don't even know if uh, conforming to the world's schedule. You know, uh, um, summer to or I guess fall to fall to spring rather than spring to winter is, is going to really do much in terms of helping you to um, schedule stuff easier. And, and you could have a situation like we have right now with RSL where you have just like a ridiculous schedule at the end of the season because you had to make space for Libertadores games and so then that puts the teams that are doing well at an unfair advantage to to other teams. And in and MLS being a parity driven league, I don't see that really helping I, anybody, really. It's just hindering I, I, teams. I, I, I think the the only argument is, you know, you got the European teams playing that many games. And that was always something that was always yeah, criticized. That you need to play Europe, more games. But the travel But is Europe can fit into the Western less. United States. Yes. Uh, a significantly less travel, and, and I think logistics is a big problem. But I'm sure that's probably one of the things that they're going to be negotiating, saying, "Well, how are we going to handle if Toronto has to go down to Buenos Aires and play, you know, a, a team there? Uh, when does that take place? If that takes place, you know." So I'm sure um, there's a lot of things that are going to be uh, uh, negotiated. And again, it's not a for sure thing. This is just speculation. Uh, this is a target date. Nothing's uh, been confirmed. Uh, except that there have been talks between Conmebol and MLS. So that's actually right there that um, MLS is actually being serious about, um, and vice versa, about them uh, participating, in, 
participating in this tournament. So for me, it's a dream come true. Uh, whether that plays out as a dream, uh, what well, is, we're just going to have to wait. Indeed. Indeed. Bobby, sign up before I start. All right, guys. This LA is our house. Episode 134. Saying goodbye. David and Luce. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Good night. See you guys next week. Look at David jumping the gun over there. All right, this is Bobby. I, Later. I've literally been playing Spider-Man this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to platinum the game. Are you going to try to do that, David? Yeah. All right. I only need two more trophies. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.